You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the Howls and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopers and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to Howls and Growls, my newsletter, my Timberwolves newsletter, please follow the link in the show notes or head to howlsandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. The Wolves are the sixth seed so I feel like it's a pretty good time to get over to House and Drows and give it a read and hopefully give it some support. This game's player ratings were one of my favourite to write for the entire season. I think full of kind of fun and not safe for work pros and even some heavier analysis as well. So jump over there and read it after the after you listen to this podcast if that sounds like something you would like to do. But there is a game to talk about here and what a game it was. I feel like I've come on here a lot and talked about how Minnesota had their worst loss of the season or had their best win of the season. But this really did feel like it should be firmly in that latter category. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 110-102, to taking down what is kind of becoming a heavyweight team in Cleveland and doing it with flair and style and fun and all of those buzzwords. And of course, there were storylines Anthony Edwards continued to dominate in what is really becoming a casual way and it's becoming the norm for him for the for the better part of, what, two months now. Jade McDaniels locked up Donovan Mitchell in the spaces between his usual foul trouble and there was even a little negative in there with Ru- Rudy Gobert exiting the game thanks to a groin complaint. But the real story in this game was Minnesota's bench and that's why this episode's number is 56 as in the 56 points scored by the reserves in this game. So let's dive a little deeper into that number after a short break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So, as I mentioned before the break, this episode is all about giving love to that bench unit. 56 points in total, which covered 7 by Torian Prince, 7 by Austin Rivers, 9 by Luca Garza in just 10 minutes, 16 by Jalen Noel, including a real 
slump-busting fourth quarter that helped Minnesota kind of ward off any comeback that the that the Cavaliers were attempting to make. And 17 points by Nas Reed as he stepped into Rudy Gobert's minutes with aplomb and just the kind of outrageous style that we've come to love from Nas Reed. And yes, of course, the caveat here is that Rudy was out, so Nas effectively became the starter, and then therefore it's kind of cheating to have him in there. But he started on the bench, and Gobert did log 13 minutes before he exiting the game. So we'll count Nas as the bench unit, and he was really, really good in this one. On the night, the Wolves bench had those 56 points that I mentioned, but they also shot 54.8% from the field and had a 6.4 net rating, a plus 6.4 net rating, which means they outscored whoever was on the floor for Cleveland at the time by 6.4 points per 100 possessions. They actually outscored the starters of the Minnesota Timberwolves, They're the opposite five, the, the starting five, what is meant to be the better five, by two points on the night, which is very rare and also very fun. So it was good all around. Really great offense by Reed and Noel and Gaza, and really great defense by Rivers and Prince, as well as chipping in their own little forms of offense themselves. And the reason that this is so important, and apart from the fact that it felt so impactful at the time, is that Minnesota has had an average bench production for the season as a whole, and really bad bench production as of late. Remember that plus 6.4 net rating that they had in this game? Well, for the past five games combined, which does include the plus 6.4 that they had in this game, Minnesota's bench has registered a minus 4.5 net rating. That ranks 26th in the league over that five-game stretch. The teams below them are the Wizards, Sixers, Magic, and Rockets, three bad teams, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Some teams around them in the little grouping that are ahead of them are the Spurs, Hawks, Blazers, and Suns. Again, not really a great advertisement for current success. And at the other end of the rankings, at the very tip of the iceberg, you have the OKC Thunder, who are 5-0 and zero in that stretch, the Nuggets, the Kings, and the Grizzlies. So obviously, five games is a super small sample size. But as you can see there, and as we can all see when watching this game, Bench production helps teams win games. It can't always be down to the starters and the big money earners to do all of the heavy lifting. And that statement is, I think, especially true when you're talking about the current Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards has obviously become an every-night occurrence, but D'Angelo Russell is a polarizing force who can't be relied on to have good nights every night. Rudy Gobert has been way better you know, in the in the last few games before tonight's injury, but he's clearly still adjusting to his new home and his new role and his new teammates. And then, of course, Carl Anthony Towns isn't even playing at the moment. Unless the Wolves get good to great performances from at least a smattering of their four or five man bench lineups every night, they're automatically going to be, I think, at a disadvantage to the Western Conference Giants, the Memphises and the Denvers, and even as weird as it is to say the Sacramento Kings. I don't think that means we should expect this sort of 56-point outburst every night, and I certainly don't want to take away from this particular night and how much fun it was, and I think it was the most fun we've kind of seen the players and the fans having this season. But it's worth noting that this is what it should feel like for a good team when the starters kind of start to filter off the floor. This is what 
the deep roster we spoke about before the season should look like, even if it isn't quite to this extent every single night. And, I mean, perhaps it will. Nas Reed and Torian Prince have both been, I think, the most reliable bench contributors this season. They've pretty, they've been pretty consistently excellent in their role as long as they've been healthy in Torian Prince's case. Maybe this might be the game that kind of cracks open Jalen Noel's cocoon and awakens him from what has been a pretty lengthy slumber. And you still have Austin Rivers, who's growing nightly into his role and I think has just started to slide into Chris Finch's mantra really nicely. And you have Jordan McLaughlin and Kyle Anderson to seep back into that bench mob when the injury bug clears up for McLaughlin and for Carlton's hounds. So that should be a case for hope. And this game should be the blueprint. Not only does a game like this or a game any night where the bench is scoring and playing really well get everybody on the roster percolating, but it allows for Gobert to rest up his groin or any other ailments that he might have, or it allows Ant to play less minutes on his bothersome hip, which we still saw at times tonight was was continuing to bother him. We saw a really deep roster last season thrive, and if they get more from the bench this season, I think we'll have that same feeling with an even sharper edge at the top of the roster, and that can only be a good thing. So let's hope it continues. I'll be here to discuss it. I hope you will be too.